By now, we all should know and understand the power of content marketing. But there is a misconception of how much work it requires to generate output. In this episode, we will share our exact game plan and pro tips on how we generate 56 pieces of content in 30 days. All that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, episode 117. My name is Tony Cow, and I'm joined by Moby Sadiq. How are you today, Moby? I'm good, Tony. How you going, man? You all right? Good. Very what's, good. What's going on? Like... People are going to think we, you know, buy from the same outlet store or like, and this wasn't planned, by the way. Like, I just rocked up today. I'm like, Tony, we're recording today. <laughs> it happens to be the day you're wearing the same shit as me. <laughs> Moby, I got here first. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. For our new buzz segment, uh, we'll start off with our first story. Search marketers agree. Automation the least favorite part of PPC. So there's been this survey recently in the um, community that a lot of people don't like the automation that, you know, a lot of the platforms are starting to head towards, like the Google. Paid platforms, yeah. Yeah, paid platforms like Google and, you know, Facebook and stuff. Basically, a lot of marketers, paid marketers think that, you know, we're losing a lot of control and also losing control means, you know, potentially higher costs, you know, more spend and you know, a lot more issues. And, you know, some, some marketers commented that how the ads have stopped performing and, you know, all, all these factors. But contrary, Moby, I think it's doing better on our side from you know, my um, personal uh, opinion. You know, you're looking at our ads, you know, and I see that the machine learning and the optimization that, let's say, Google has it's helped us a lot, you know, and because we focus on getting better ads, writing better ad copies, better creatives, we focus on that part. And I think that's what's it about, you know, important. Right, right. So you're actually finding, contrary to the people here in the article, that actually it's been beneficial, like the ads have been, you know, the, the algorithm, the machine learning stuff is actually working quite well, which is quite interesting. So like, you know, for example, there was a bunch of comments in this and we'll link it in the show notes as well. So redpandas.com.au forward slash EP117. There's comment here, automated bidding is all or nothing. I want to turn off certain targeting and use automated bidding, but at the same time, I can't and uh, Google Ads hasn't learned when a targeting option truly performs. So what it goes on, right? And the person sort of saying like with automating bidding, I either go automation or I don't. So a lot of people are complaining they don't have the control, which I understand. And also it gets me thinking too, Tony, like if, and I know why they're doing it, right? Because Google wants to make it easy. They want to make it easy, but they also want to make it easy to spend your money, which we're going to talk about too. But if everyone's doing that, then you're right. You're right. Like you make a good point. The only differentiator is really good ads. If, if everything is algorithmic and you can't do granular targeting apart from location and I mean, maybe even one day there's rumors they'll turn off gender targeting and, you know, like age targeting. And that's where these whole privacy laws are hitting anyway. And the only thing you do is location, for example, and keywords. Um, then the thing that's going to separate you is going to be your copy and your landing pages, right? 100% uh, Moby. And it's funny because you did ask, um, like, what about like my job? 
And honestly, as yeah, I said Mark, that, I'm like, oh, Tony's going to put, put, put you and us out of work one day. <laughs> and no, it's not necessary because as marketers, that's our job to deliver great marketing campaigns and messages, right? And the algorithms can't do that yet. Like, not that I know of. Yeah, that human element they're always going to struggle with. Now, as a side note, before we move off this story, like this part actually was the, this is a mad bugbear of mine, right? Uh, as a side note, they had in the same article, they were talking about the fact that a lot of Google reps are pissed off. Sorry, a lot of people are pissed off at Google's reps. So this is going to be a, a problem more uh, particular with agencies because we get a lot of calls from Google reps, but even average people who are running ads. So for example, one thing was um, the constant call from Google reps offering solutions which invariably make my campaign's performance worse. The calls and emails are nonstop. It's borderline harassment. Another comment was, Google ad reps, bad advice. So this was what they hated most about Google ads. This is what they were saying. <laughs> Google ad reps pestering to apply order recommendations, right? Uh, and this one was my favorite. Dealing with Google reps who are more concerned with increasing Google's bottom line than your results. And as an agency, they are spot on. It is effing annoying. Like Google, what the F are you guys doing, man? Like all, you got, all these people do, like it's like they have KPIs just to call and say, have you hit the auto recommend? Have you hit the auto recommend? Yes. Like they're just calling for us to hit the auto recommend, which Google, if you let it, will just take your money. So I 100% agree with these people. And we're going to put this on LinkedIn. We're going to tag them. Google's not going to give a shit, but at least I'll feel like I vented because <laughs> well, it's freaking annoying. We are getting like five to 10 calls a day. Maybe. Like, we got to vent this out. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. They don't even leave messages. <laughs> like they don't leave messages with reception. They just call and like, no, that's okay. So I don't know whether to block their numbers or not. But um, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Our second story is research reveals TikTok's impact on consumer purchase um, journeys. So basically TikTok has shared the second installment of their path to purchase report. It's the um, you know, second installment. Yeah. Because we spoke about the first. So this is like a continu continuation of that data, yeah. Yeah, and it just shows about the impact on the consumer's purchase journeys, you know, from the discovery to the consideration to the um, you know, post-purchase uh, section. And basically, there's a lot of good data and statistics showing how effective and efficient TikTok is um, and how the platform and the community is, you know, driving a lot of, you know, impactful, you know, influences on purchases and consumer, mm. you know, commerce. So, that's so essentially the word of mouth from one TikTok... Not advertised because we've spoken a lot about TikTok in the past. But for what you're saying, Tony, is like, uh, which was a new insight to me, is the word of mouth from like normal users. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And just with a bit of stats, just to, um, you know, uh, support that you know, word of mouth uh, statement 58% of TikTok users discover new brands and products on the platform, 44% discovered something they immediately went out to buy. And 58% of TikTok users convince another person to use a product. And it's interesting because especially in e-commerce, the industry relies specifically on impulse buying. But with TikTok, it's not that. It's about you know, using, you know, like the viewers and they're recommending it and they're suggesting it to their friends and their community. So that's interesting. Which then facilitates impulse buying. So yeah, that... Man, I've, if you're, if this is the more than one time you list inbound buzz, you know we're huge fans of TikTok. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of TikTok. I'm gonna talk a little bit about that a little bit later today, but um, it's it's just where it's at. Like the algorithm is too freaking smart. It's too, it's the most evil algorithm there is, which as marketers we can take advantage of. It's just too smart. So absolutely, like this is where it's at. It's the fastest growing app, uh, since 2018. 
it's got more users the average age is now in its 30s that's what people don't understand like if if you're not going to get onto i don't know what to tell you don't do social media if you're not going to get onto tiktok <laughs> well to the opposite of that yes your granddad's tiktok <laughs> uh our third story facebook to restructure main feed around video content so apparently there's been leaked internal memo uh, reveals Facebook's near-term plans to restructure its main feed around video content such as reels and stories. And contrary to what you said about TikTok, I feel like Facebook is struggling like very bad. Oh, 100%. They're hemorrhaging cash and users right now. So the, I want to quote a line from this you know, article around it, right? Facebook plans to turn its main sorry Facebook plans to turn its main feed into a discovery engine for video content uh, as per the internal memo sent to employees. What does that sound like? That is literally TikTok. <laughs> that is literally what TikTok is. You open up TikTok, it's a discovery engine. The algorithm is a discovery engine based on your preferences. If you hover around videos of chicks that shake their ass, guess what? You're going to get videos of chicks that shake their ass. If you hover on videos that are about nature, you're going to get those type of videos. So you could probably reveal, like, you know, I'm probably going to cause some relationship problems here. Take your partner's TikTok, open up their TikTok, and then just scroll through their TikTok and see the type of videos they're getting. Interesting. Because, like, chances are they're the videos they're dwelling on, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make, let me, I'll, get off, I'll stop talking about TikTok, but that's what it essentially is. It's becoming a discovery engine. Uh, and it goes on, a place where people can go get recommendations for content they're likely to enjoy, right? Yep. And the objectives to achieve that is to make their reels more successful, uh, build reels, well. Instagram reels, just to clarify that one. Oh, they're trying to get reels on, I think, Facebook. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you know the stories right now? Yep. And also build real world-class recommendations technology to help the algorithm to provide more recommendations to tailor their interests and, you know, like what viewers are looking at. So they'll stay more on the platform. And thirdly, unlock messaging-based sharing. And that's quite interesting because they're trying to use the app, you know, the Facebook app, and they want to add like a notification or like a message on the top right corner maybe. So, you know, people can message um, back and forth. You know, messaging used to be done a lot on Messenger. And yeah, you were saying this. They went from separating it in different apps, Messenger and Facebook, and now they're amalgamating it again. Because even though people aren't using Facebook, they're using their messaging services. So they're trying to leverage, they're trying to hang on to that rope and, and get that to work. They seem a bit lost, maybe. <laughs> look, look, Mark Zuckerberg is always going to make money, right? Like if, the, if these guys have a death, it's a slow death. It's a very rich death. But, um, but yeah, like the whole having the main tab of a mix of stories and reels, and then they're going to have posts by discovery, and then they're going to have... So it's kind of like, it sounds sound like a bad version of Instagram. Because Instagram stole Snapchat's feature, stole TikTok's feature, reels, right? stole stories. And now you kind of... If they had one other new thing, it's going to be really confusing. But this is what it sounds like. But yeah, the, okay. way, the way of the future for Facebook. Our next segment, Featured Buzz. Hub and Spoke, how Red Pandas create 56 pieces of content in 30 days. What's this about, Moby? So the first thing to understand with this, right, is the concept of Hub and Spoke. And the idea of Hub and Spoke is you focus on one piece of content religiously. Because as marketers or businesses, we have this problem, right? We're supposed to do email newsletters and we're supposed to do TikToks and Facebook ads and blogs and blah, blah, blah. We're supposed to do all this stuff, right? But it's just not possible. So the idea of the hub and spoke is uh, 
you take one piece of content and you turn it into spoke. So for example, this podcast, right? Uh, this podcast is one podcast, but then uh, our friends at AM Visuals, shout out to AM Visuals, they help cut it, cut it up into like five, six different snippets of content, right? So those snippets of content are spokes. Now, if we take that content and put it on a blog post, which we do, right? By the way, that's not counting the 56 pieces of content. It's more than that. But that's also uh, ends up being a spoke. If we send it as an EDM, that's also a spoke. So that's what Hub and Spoke is, right? But what, what I sort of add, because I've never heard it explained this way, is Hub and Spoke should be the one thing you do come hell or high water you do, right? Everyone's busy. We get that. We understand that. But this, this show, like we're freaking busy too. Like we're running, you know, like 20 plus retainer clients. We're, we're expanding our services. We've got, we've, we're doing a lot of stuff, but we still do this show yeah. to the point. What might surprise you guys watching and listening is yesterday, we didn't know what we were going to talk about today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we literally planned this show half an hour in the morning, but we have a muscle now. Yeah. We know we have this slot, two hours, where our videographers, our friends from AIM Visuals come down we shoot two podcasts and out of each podcast, we have like four or five snippets. So all of a sudden now you've got 10, 11, 12. So you've got 12 videos. And then on top of that, within that two hour period, because this show is only like 20, 30 minutes, we shoot another two talking head videos. So talking head video, for those of you who don't know, it's talking to a camera and you're like, hey, in this video, I'll be talking about blah, blah, A, B, C, D. That's how we get 14 per week and 56 or whatever the calculation is. That's how we get 56 pieces of content in a month from a two hour investment. And that doesn't count blog posts. That doesn't count emails. That doesn't count any of that. That's just the standalone pieces themselves. That doesn't count if I put 56 TikToks out, that's 56. And then I copy that on LinkedIn, that's now 112, right? That does, so you can get a lot out of that. Yeah. You're getting a lot of out, out of that. And, you know, like as marketers, you know, we, we both enjoy this talking and, you know, you got the production team and, you know, video editors, but what would you say to people who don't have the budget, you know, like Red Panda does to like execute its hub and spoke strategy? So a couple of things. Like firstly, you can do this on a smaller scale. You know, when Red Pandas was an army of one myself, I did the pod. And actually, funnily enough, like if anyone who's a long-term fan since 2016, I love you and I applaud you, applaud you. Please send me a message so I can say thank you because I did it religiously for two, three years and then I took the foot off the gas for two years. I think, yeah, for four years, did it religiously. And then now recently, you know, Tony's come on board. We've got another podcast as well. It's been a lot of fun. But that's what I, I did that by myself. Now, I didn't have the resources to cut it up in like 56, but the podcast was still shared on social. It was still, I still emailed it around. I got at least, at least two, that I know of, at least two to three uh, six-figure clients off of that. Just Amazing. from the podcast. Amazing. So you can do it on a smaller scale, like absolutely, right? Um, and the other thing too is you don't need to do everything yourself. It is the toughest part is the strategy and figuring out, okay, what I'm going to do and then cutting it up. But you don't need to do everything yourself. You can, we are in the gig economy now. You can go on Upwork, get a VA from anywhere for 5 to $10 per hour and they will cut that stuff up, stuff up for you, right? You focus on the content, they'll upload it on WordPress. You don't need to worry about that if that's what's slowing you down. Um, uh, again, too, uh, you can do things like webinars. Now we do webinar too, but the webinar is not part of our hub and spoke. We try to do one a month, but guess what? We end up doing like eight a month or sorry, uh, 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 one a month. We end up doing like, you know, eight a year or seven a year or something. Right? We miss months, we get busy, but this is, this is the thing we don't miss. So if we did have the webinars, the hub and spoke, 
the spokes are emails. I can do two, three videos from that webinar because they're recorded. You can do a whole bunch of stuff. Absolutely. Um, the final thing I'll say about this is use tools, right? Tools are your best friend. Use tools and the best tools for content creators, the best tools for content creators to work smarter and not harder. Uh, so if you want to do those videos like Gary V, you want to do those subtitles and progress bars, use a tool like V video, uh, v video or subtitle, right? Um, if you're a content, going back to your strength, if you're a content person, use TypeShare. With TypeShare, in one place, you can do a Medium post, a Twitter post, uh, and a LinkedIn post in the same spot. That's amazing, yeah. Yeah. And, and finally, like um, repurpose.io. So repurpose.io, what it does is you just put a TikTok up. It will then take the watermark off your TikTok and it will promote it to Twitter Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube Reels, Twitter, and even Pinterest and a whole bunch of other places. Yeah. So if you like, you can't, there's no excuses. If all you can do a TikTok and pull out your phone and do that UGC style, which people crave, you've already got from one TikTok post using repurpose.io, seven bits of content. That's your spokes right there. Wow. That's very strategic. So like, like what's your response to quality versus quantity? You know, we're producing all those syndications so um the thing that people need to understand is quantity breeds the quality you watch gary v's first videos they suck ass like they're crap like he's got a camera there it sounds like he's in an echo chamber it's bad you look at joe rogan's stuff it's like he doesn't have lights he can't afford lights right like that's how it looks compared to now right so what people don't understand the quantity will breed the quality i will put out like i don't know four or five tiktoks I can never guess which one goes viral. Like never. I've never been able to guess which one goes viral, right? So true. But that's what ends up happening. And over time, guess what? I become a better communicator. The reason why, like, you know, I, I emceed a, a, a wedding the other day and like, you know, someone said to me, I'm a good MC. I'm like, no, I, it's not that. It's like, I don't do it. I, I do one a year or something. But it's like the content, creating content, public speaking, doing podcasting. These are all transferable skills. And you just get better and better at it. So what ends up happening, your quality ends up getting better. You end up being able to communicate with users more authentically. And that's what gets you. Well, listen to the first episode of Inbound Buzz. Like if you're bored, you've got nothing to do. Listen to the first episode. It's like, welcome to Inbound Buzz. My name is Moby Sadiq. And like I edited every um, ah, uh, like, no, I don't give a shit. Like now I, the way I talk is the way I talk. You know truth, what I mean? Truth, Moby, truth. Good stuff. Uh, what, what do you reckon holds people back from creating content? Like, you know, the barriers. I think what holds people back from creating content, definitely the first thing around perfection. They're trying to achieve perfection. And again, you need to understand that you don't need to worry about that, right? Like the, the beauty is that people want authentic UGC content anyway. So it doesn't, it doesn't need to be perfect. And people overestimate, like they're like every network, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, you know, Twitter, wherever, right? They're like, oh, you know, people aren't going to like, firstly, no one's going to see your stuff. Like your stuff's going to be garbage when you put it out. So why are you worried? <laughs> right? Like 0.5% yeah. of your fans and family are going to see your content. There's no need to be embarrassed. Yeah. The algorithm is going to hate your stuff. It's not good. Right? That's a good point. So you, over time, you get good at it, right? So like th that's something that people worry too much about, which brings me to my other point, which probably a main point is worried about being too vulnerable. No one cares, man. Like, no one cares what you look like, sound like. I used to hate my voice. And everyone who's done the podcast now recently, like, oh, I hate hearing my voice back. Now, my hearing myself back and the way I talk in my own head, it sounds the same now. Like, now it sounds the same. But before it didn't. 
So you just focus on the content. No one cares about if you've got a twitchy eye or a freaking, you know what I mean? Like, Do I have a twitchy eye? <laughs> no, you don't. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't. But no one cares, right? So you just focus on the content and be a little bit vulnerable, just a little bit. Yeah, truth to that. Um, our next section, our featured segment, Can We Fix It? All right. So my favorite segment of the show, Can We Fix It? All right, this is interesting. So, uh, speaking of TikTok, I put a TikTok out and it was a repurpose and that should make sense to everyone listening. It went it went viral, didn't it? Like, I put it up two days ago. I think it's had 300,000, like a third of a million. It's got, I don't know, 10,000 likes as of today, right? By the time you see this, it's probably half a million. Wow. And uh, it was a snippet called, Is SEO Dead? Now, this is a really interesting topic. And if you want to listen to that, go back to episode 114. Yep. So redpandas.com.au forward slash EP 114 or find it on iTunes or wherever. And um, it was just a 40-second snippet. And look, 90% of the feedback was great. Like I said, I picked up like 2,000 followers from this one post, which goes back. I love this because this goes back to what I was saying before. You never can, like sometimes I'll get a couple of hundred people watching my stuff. You will never pick what goes well. And overwhelmingly, 90% was favorable. Like I said, like a lot of likes and stuff. But like some people really mean in the comments, man. Like, <laughs> like it's it. kind of funny. Like it's it's actually really really funny. Like it like borderline insulting me, and you know what I wow. mean. Like this guy's beard isn't straight. That like that was that so, that really? crossed the line. Yeah, call me call me an idiot. Tell me I don't know anything. Tell me I was born yesterday. But do not abuse the beard, man. The beard, yeah, no. You know what I mean. Like, that's no. why I draw the line. <laughs> now, but all jokes aside, I had this uh, question from a guy, and I'm going to read it out. He said, "I have a question. I've tried three agencies." And no one was able to make a sale from my online store. Any advice? And so what this guy does, I asked him, he has a watch store. And he also said, you know, I'm selling a few watches a week offline. All the agencies blame each other for creating bugs, making it difficult for them to generate sales. So what I want to do is on this week's uh, Can We Fix It segment is actually review this guy's store and what we would do differently. So the store is, and uh, please, Patrick, uh, forgive me because I'm going to butcher the name of your store. Uh, it's called Clycott.com, right? Amazing looking watches. Check it out. Now, when I go on SEMrush and I just throw in Clycott.com, I can see, uh, yes, you're right. Absolutely. The SEO companies, you just wasted your money. You're getting 18 organic searches per month. Then These are just averages, right? 42 keywords. But when I look at the keywords, the first one, Emmanuel Auger, sounds like a watch. Uh, next one is uh, Mining Helium. And me being a crypto guy, I know that's a crypto. Uh, crypto.com referral a code, 25 USD, mine helium, shake pay crypto. So if they if these scammers or spammers got you on any links, it's all like dodgy crypto sites. Like it's all dodgy blogs and dodgy link farms and stuff. So it's not it's not relevant at all, right? Now let's go onto their website, right? So looking here on the website, and I might I might put this here so you can see it too, Tony. Looking here on the website. Uh, you know, again, clickcot.com, very nice imagery. I see you've invested in a, in, a, in a great photo shoot, you know, nice stuff. I want to go back to this in a second, but let's head over to the blog, right? So you've got one article did in September last year, May, May. Collaboration with Kevin Lapierre, that's about you. Uh, collaboration with Emmanuel Augur, that's about you. Uh, featured in British GQ, that's about you. There is nothing here about the user. Yeah, interesting. There's nothing, nothing. here that's user-centric, right? You are in one of the, the most emotive industries known to mankind. So I'd, I would love to see stuff here around the best watches for a wedding. 
uh, the best watches to give a gift. Um, you know, you sell female watches as well. I'd, I'd love to see that type of user set. So essentially, it's they ask, you answer content. Yeah. Right? Uh, versus content, the cost of a good watch, right? You know, that type of stuff. So that's definitely one thing. Um, I know you had some, so I'm going to go to the pricing page and I knew you had some comments about the pricing page for Clycott. Yeah, just uh, looking at it. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's a, it's a nice website, um, you know, give you credit for that. But, you know, there's always little rooms of improvement. Sorry, you can be brutal, man. Patrick won't mind. He'll appreciate it. Okay. Um, starting off, just looking at the product page, you can see on the right-hand um, column, our offer. I think that's a bit distracting, uh, Moby, just looking yeah, at 100%. it. Yeah, 100%. So, by the way, if you guys are listening, awesome. Thank you. If you watch the video version on uh, uh, forward slash EP117, um, I'm sharing my screen here. But yeah, so what Tony's talking about, there's the product. And then you've got these like other related products on the right hand yeah. side that just are very distracting yes 100 i'd agree with you there what else i think on this is next and yeah right at the top you can switch between go back and forth with between watches and this is a cro fail like you're just giving people exit points and confusing them and now you're arriving on another watch yeah um and also looking at it I have to say this, Moby, but if you don't have reviews, maybe take it away, the reviews tabs. Do you not, um, not agree? Like, yeah, you have reviews. Yeah. Uh, have a feature of functionality. Uh, and now you brought this to my attention. It's obviously a Shopify theme because uh, you see these and you can spot them from a mile away. Yeah. But I'd have it in a way where you can actually, like, yeah, if you could, don't have reviews, don't show people that no one's reviewed it. You know, that's, uh, that's hurting your conversions, if anything. Yeah, like instead of a reviews tab, maybe like a, I think we spoke about like a, a spec uh, tab or, you know, something different, general benefits, and even add into the product description uh, page, you know, to optimize it. Right. Whereas right now it's all in one. So like maybe break out the technical items in a separate tab. Yeah. And the more lifestyle, emotive stuff in a separate tab. Yeah, yeah. I agree with I you. I mean, it's just different products for different, um, you know, styles. Also, I've noticed there's a little like, uh, share buttons and you know, add to add wish, wish list. list. I think on this like store, like this product, you're not really going to get many add to wish lists or you know shares. Just that's what I've seen, you know, um, from performance wise. Get rid of it. So, yeah, just remove it. it. Looks busy, and the the badges, you know, the credit card payment. I think uh, maybe we can change it. Different trust badges or remove it. It seems to take a lot of space. Don't know if it's giving any support to the website. I'm actually confused by this because this says buy with Google Pay and I noticed on yours it didn't. Um, but I don't want to buy with... I've never used Google Pay. Uh, it's an Android thing. I don't want that. So you're right. I just, it's just taking... It's nice I can buy with Bitcoin. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's taking up too much real estate. Absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll move off that. I also... So I was looking at the Instagram, right? So if I go to the Instagram page here, that's cool. Again, very visual, very lovely. So aesthetically, you're doing the right thing, Patrick. Uh, amazing stuff here. We go to Reels, right? Um, you know, this is one I was looking at earlier, 1,700 views, not too bad. And like, this is like, Patrick, this is just taking too long, man. Like, it's, it's a good video. And what it's saying is, you know, what, when you can see the gears on certain watches, what does that mean? Waiting, waiting, waiting. They're called automatic watches. Now, honestly, so I understand what's happening here. Uh, Patrick is showing a video and it's showing like, you know, when you see gears on a watch, what does it mean? It's an automatic watch. Great. Great piece of content. This could have done, been done in 15 seconds. Sure. When I started doing TikToks, I focused on getting the shortest format done possible. So it taught me succinctness. And then from there, 
you know, like get better at longer forms of content. So this could be done a lot shorter. But this is talking about like, so for example, automatic watches versus battery watches. That's really interesting stuff. That's, that's another they ask you answer piece of content. That's another big five content, you know, automatic watches versus battery watches. Like for me, like the watch that I've got now, I, I love this watch, but it's, it's an automatic watch and I don't wear it every day. So if I don't wear it for three or four days, the battery stops and I've got to reset it every single time. So my next watch is not going to be an automatic watch. I want a battery watch that will last five years and I've got to change the battery. So this stuff is, and I'm in my 30s and I, like I'm discovering this now. So don't overestimate the amount of knowledge people have around watches. So I think focusing on the user, having content that's about them, that helps them, that's what's going to work for you. Yeah, and I noticed Moby, um, because there's a premium website, premium watches, there was a Homer Simpson there. I quote, avoid that, you know, in future video content creations. All oh, right, on the on the real thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, uh, just on this, right? This is what we we're talking about before. You should be doing. I should not be seeing three. If you're serious about this business, I shouldn't be looking at three reels here. Yeah. I sh this should have been done like yesterday. Three reels. Yeah. So just to pull out a TikTok, have that UGC style. You know, have one a day, use repurpose.io, get it out in four or five different places with one. That's what you got to do. Uh, the final thing I will talk about is because, you know, people hear me talk about SEMrush and they get scared. Man, there's a lot of free content out there. Like, you know, if I put in Google best watch for wedding and the people also ask, this is your free research. Is it okay to wear a watch at a wedding, right? People are asking that. Enough, if enough people are asking that, it makes it onto this list. Should I wear a watch on my wedding day? So the wedding thing is a big topic, yeah. huge, huge topic. Can a bride wear an Apple Watch? That's a fantastic question. I, if, if my wife wore an Apple Watch at her wedding, I'd be like, take that off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, it doesn't look very nice. And then she'd probably slap me and then that would be the end of the argument. But the point is like, there's free content here, man. So that's the type of content I want you to be thinking about. Um, but that is the end of that segment. And yeah, I think that's yep. it. And that that's what we've got time for. For episode 1117, you can get this episode at redpandas.com.au forward slash EP117. My name is Tony and Moby. We'll join you guys again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.